Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the New Lexington Bible Church uh, weekly devotional podcast. I'm Pastor Brian, and uh, this is our weekly devotional. We're still in Ephesians chapter 2 today, and uh, we'll be looking at verses 11 through 18. 11 through 18. And it's uh, just good to, to be up this morning, starting a new week. Started out in the uh, Word of God, just doing a, a study uh, through Ephesians and, and in prayer and just uh, rejoicing in everything that God's doing in, in my life. I hope you can say the same thing, that God's working in your life right now. And uh, I sure appreciate you listening in every week and um, studying through these devotionals uh, with me. And uh, I hope you're getting a blessing out of it. I know that I sure am. And so let's just uh, have a quick word of prayer, and we'll get right to our devotional this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day, for getting us up this morning and giving us a new week and a new opportunity uh, to be a light in a dark place and uh, just to to show others um, your love towards them in Christ Jesus. And Lord, as we study through Ephesians, I ask that you continue to open up our eyes, help us to understand, and uh, help us hear the words and apply them in our life, help us... Uh, store away your biblical truths in our heart, Lord. Uh, reveal, uh, reveal things to us, God, and just open up your scriptures to us that we would be enlightened by a uh, by a, a, a good, solid, working knowledge of your divine truths, Lord. And uh, we can't uh, we can't comprehend it without you. Um, we need your Spirit. We need your guidance. We need you to open up the words to us that we could understand them and uh, apply them in our lives correctly. Uh, Lord, we love you. We thank you. And uh, just ask that you'll bless the study this morning. Bless all those that listen in. Lord, I thank you for each and every one of them. I just certainly ask that you'll help them take care of their needs and uh, let your close presence be felt in their lives, Lord, um, as we seek you daily, wanting to be closer to you. Help us in our walk with you. And uh, help us be faithful, Lord. We, we love you. We thank you for your many blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so let's look here. Ephesians chapter 2, starting right here in verse 11. Uh, scripture reads this, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, whom are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. So let's look at these first three verses real quick. Uh, Paul is addressing here the enmity that is between Israel and the Gentiles. All right, uh, I should say against between the Jews and the Gentiles. I should say more specifically. Um, so he's addressing kind of this sense of spiritual pride that was in the Jew because you know they were they were despising the Gentiles. They were outcasting the Gentiles. And they would, uh, you know, they were almost, you know, they were alienating him. And then it was, uh, you know, they're the uncircumcision and we're the circumcision. You know, they were kind of toting about in their uh, sense of special privilege with God. Uh, they were the, uh, they we were, we were God's chosen people. It was very, it was a haughty spirit towards that. 
Um, you know, so we see some of this spiritual snobbishness today, believe it or not. Um, you know, people that just have this sense of, I'm just, I'm just refined in my spiritual life and just so much better than these other peasant Christians that just don't understand what I understand. Uh, beware of that stuff, man. That's, you know, there's spiritual abusers in the church. Um, you know, we got to beware of that stuff in our life and just realize that, man, you know, what we're going to talk about here is that uh, the, the playing field has been, uh, it's, it's been made equal, okay, by the, we're all sinners in need of, of Jesus Christ, and in Christ, we're all going to be, we're all fitly joined together here, so, uh, you know, be careful with that, but that's, you know, he's capturing that attitude, the enmity that was between Jew and Gentile, the hostility, the tension, uh, those kind of things, and so, but then he's also addressing, you know, some of the reason for that here, rightfully so, the Gentiles, you know, Christ was the promised Messiah sent to um, minister to the lost sheep of Israel. So Jesus is the Messiah promised to Israel. <laughs> um, his ministry was to Israel. Um, and so, you know, we have to deal with the fact that Israel was God's chosen people and his Gentiles what this is talking about is we were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. We had no part in the promises. We had no part in their covenants. We had no part in um, the, those things. You know, we we were by the Mosaic law separated out. We weren't uh, we weren't even allowed inside their temples for worship, um, things like that. So we were very much uh, strangers. What it says here: strangers from the covenants of promise. Um, and because we were without law, with, we were considered lawless, we were without God, we had no, we had no stake with God, um, so, we, so we had no hope, and we were without God in the world. That's a terrible place to be. That's where the Gentiles were, uh, the nations that were not of Israel, that's where all, that's Gentiles, that's where the Gentiles were. But listen to this, if you today are without Jesus Christ, you're still a stranger from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. And that's not a good place to be. All right. So, um, hopefully you will hear the gospel and accept Christ as savior. And then you'll see verse 13 come about in your life. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes Ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You see that? That's the key. Verse 13. But now, in Christ, you know, listen, you have to be in Christ. How do you become in Christ? When you believe in your heart that Christ died for sin, he's resurrected, uh, he's done that for you, he's God, uh, he's, he's waiting for you uh, to confess him and come to him and say, Lord, I know I've, I know I'm a sinner. I know I need to be saved. I believe Lord, forgive my sins, save me and give me the, the gift of eternal life that your Bible promises. Um, and he will. And so what happens at the moment of conversion is the Holy Spirit of God baptizes you into, into the body of Christ. Okay. Which is the church. Um, so, in the body of Christ, ye who were sometimes far off, you were with before Christ. We're far off from God. We're, we're, you know, 
<clears throat> we're far from God. All right. And so do you feel far from God today? <clears throat> Excuse me. My allergies are kind of kicking up some, but if you feel far off from uh, God today, listen, and you've accepted Christ, remember this. It's by the blood of our savior, Jesus, that we're made nigh. Okay. So what does that mean? Made nigh being brought close. So we're now close to God through the sacrifice of Christ, him shedding his blood on the cross of Calvary. So we were far off. We were alienated. We were strangers. We were hopeless. We were without God, but now we're close to God. Um, and we're no longer far off from God. And it's through the blood of Christ. Now look at verse 14 for he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And so now look at what Paul's addressing here. Christ is our peace, so we've been given the peace of God in our hearts. Okay, so now the, the convert, the believer, whether that's a Jewish believer or a Gentile believer, this would be a believer in Christ, okay? This person's been given peace, but not only do we have peace with God, but now those who were once at enmity with each other have peace with one another. They have peace with one another. So now the Jew, the Jew that was once, we're so much better than them, more privileged, uh, more entitled, uh, you know, all that, all that stuff's done away. Now they see their relationship with the Gentiles as one of an equal brotherhood. Um, that's the, that's the intent of, uh, what's being said here. So the wall of partition between us, was it a literal wall? No, it was just the barriers um, between the Gentile and the Jews, um, I should say, not only in the relationship, but also the barrier wall that was between the Gentiles and God having been broken down. Look at verse 15, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, the enmity that's Jesus Christ, because he suffered in the flesh. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, that's the Mosaic law, um, that brought the guilty verdict of sin against Israel, but also brought the guilty verdict of sin and um, also restricted the Gentiles' access to God and to worship and to all those things. So now the, the, the commandments written in the ordinances broken down because Christ died for our sins. Uh, we accept Christ. We're made close to God those relationships are repaired look at this we're also in verse 15 still for to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace so that's definitely talking about the reconciliation of the relationship between jew and gentile all right the formation of the body of christ that would consist of both jewish believers and gentile believers verse 16 and that he might reconcile both unto god in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you which were far off and to them that were nigh for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the father isn't that beautiful so we see this here we, we are a part of this new man and so we're in you know the the new testament you think about that um so a lot of things are new because of what christ has done so we have a we have a new man, which is the body of Christ. Um, we're all united, you know, through our faith in Christ, in him. And so, you know, guess what? Um, 
Jewish believers, Baptist believers, Bible church believers, um, you know, you, you could put any denominational group in there. The denomination doesn't save or condemn. What saves is faith in Jesus Christ. So we're going to be all kinds of people joined together in heaven because they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It won't just be one church or one this or one that. It's not we're better than they because we do it this way and they do it that way. It's we'll all be one. Um, and, we'll, and we'll have all kinds of things revealed to us when we see Christ face to face. Um, but the uh, you think of this new man, it's really the church um, is becoming a brand new um, living body that has never existed before prior to this prior to um, this happening, the, prior to the ascension of Christ, the sending back of the Holy Spirit, uh, the formation of the church through the Holy Spirit with the apostles, and then, you know, the revelations given to Paul. So now we see it coming, coming together. Um, but we see that this New Testament church, um, it's important to make this distinct, distinction. The reason why the Bible continuously makes a, a, a distinction between Israel and church is because the New Testament church is not a continuation of Israel. We're not a new Israel, all right? Um, there, there's still a difference between the two, um, but in the body of Christ, those out of Israel that believe and those out of the Gentile nations that believe are made one in the body, and that's what it's talking about. Um, so uh, let's look at this. Here's some new things that happened in the new body. Um, it is new that the Gentiles would have equal rights and privileges uh, with the Jews. It was a new thing that both Jews and Gentiles would lose their national identities by becoming Christians. Um, it was new that the Jews and Gentiles would be fellow members of the body of Christ. It was new that a Jew should have the hope of reigning with Christ instead of being just a subject in his kingdom being reigned over by Christ remember they were looking for a king to come reign over them but in Christ as they are partakers of the inheritance that belongs to them in Christ they will actually reign um, they will be reigning with Christ we will be reigning with Christ instead of being reigned over by Christ so that's just uh, something new uh, it is new that a Jew should no longer be under the law and so there's so much of the New Testament epistles that deal with how hard it is for the Jews to come out from the legal observances of their religion because that's what they had done, um, you know, for all those uh, thousands of years, really. I mean, you know, not quite 2,000 years, but um, quite a long time, over a 1,000 years of being under the law. Now that's been fulfilled. It's no longer required but you're taking generations of people that that's all they know, and so they are hindered by their own flesh and mind and coming out of that to just put their trust in Christ as Savior. And so we see that still today in various forms. Um, just give you my last final thoughts here. <clears throat> but there are uh, certain places that take personal traditions. and um, not Now, I'm not talking about traditions of the Bible that are for the Christian faith in general. I'm talking about personal preferences, personal traditions and interpretations, and they elevate it to doctrine and make it binding on everybody in order to be accepted, to fit in, um, to function, or to be approved of. 
Uh, and in many cases, some places even teach some of these things as required for salvation. Um, and so they create this spiritually abusive environment where people get used to, you know, they have to do this, 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 they have to look like this, they have to act like this, they have to dress like this, they have to, you know, and they put a lot of personal preferences in and they make it doctrine that if you don't do this, you're wicked, you're not right with God. Um, cults use a lot of that stuff. Um, and I mean, it can get as out there as, you know, some of the stuff we've seen come out of the Mormons, you know, with, uh, polygamy and, you know, stuff and, and just, I'm not going to get here and start naming different branches off to you, but you know, it can happen even in Baptist churches and Bible church, conservative churches, you know, sometimes you can elevate something that it may be a good tradition, but if it's elevated to the point of binding doctrine where those that don't adhere to it are not right with God and therefore not accepted in fellowship, now you're going into the danger zone. But we can see that kind of spiritual abusiveness. Well, here's the thing. When somebody's been exposed to that or been a part of that for a very long time, it's extremely hard to pull their mindset off of, you know, everything's been fulfilled in Christ. Um, you know, it's Christ and nothing. It's, it's, he's already done it all. We don't have to do anything. Now, if you have a personal preference to do this, that's fine. But it may not be, it may be good tradition. There are some good traditions um, within our religion and within our faith of practicing Christianity. Uh, certainly many that I would say, uh, I would say have a biblical precedent to it. Okay, so don't get me wrong there. But uh, when it gets to the point where people are being treated like the uncircumcision, we are the circumcision, uh, you know, that's not right. And we should avoid that. Because if our faith is in Christ and their faith is in Christ, we're one in his body. And, uh, you know, I think we'll all be challenged because there'll be some people in heaven. And we'll be like, I don't know how much we'll know, not know, whatever. But uh, I do know that there'll be some people there that judging from this side of things, we're going to be like, wow, I can't believe that happened. But it's, you know, it's faith in Jesus Christ. Um, so... Put your faith in the Lord today. Um, let me give you this challenge. Work on loving those who you have found it a little bit more difficult to have a uh, loving heart towards for whatever reason. Um, and um, just, yeah, just pull that out of the podcast for this week. It's, it's, you know what? If this person loves Jesus, then I, then they're my brother, they're my sister. We're we're one body. We're we're one together in the body of Christ. We need to have unity. The wall of uh, partition is, is is broken down between us. Um, we're equal, and um, so Lord help me to love them, understand them, be patient with them, and pray for them um, that we may all work together to bring glory to God for he's worthy because he sure did do plenty for all of us when he gave Jesus to die for our sins. Amen. So there's the, there's the challenge for the week. Let's work on loving our neighbor, loving God, loving our neighbor, loving one another. And, um, let's just keep that at the forefront of our minds for the week. Um, been a good, been a good lesson this morning. Hope it was good for you. Let's pray out. Father, we thank you, Lord, for speaking to us in your word. And giving us such powerful revelations in your scripture. And um, 
God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful I'm saved today. I'm thankful that um, that I know that no matter what happens in this world, I'm going to heaven. Uh, when I die, I'm going to heaven. If you know if the rapture comes, I know I'll be raptured. And um, God, I have peace, peace in my heart, because I know in whom I have believed. And uh, Lord, I just pray, pray for all those out there that don't have peace, God, that they would come to know you that we would be lights in this world to help them see the way. And um, God, I just pray that you will help us to love those around us the way Jesus did. And let that be our focus for this week. Lord, help us. We need you and we can't do it without you. <clears throat> Take care of everybody this week till we can get to midweek service. And uh, just let your blessings be upon all those um, from church and all those that listen to the podcast. Lord, we need you, we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast.